What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're back at it. Of course, we are in the middle of a stretch run right now. Have some good news to discuss, and let's jump into it. So the reigning National League Cy Young winner is Corbin Burns. And, you know, there are, pr- there are plenty of reasons to be concerned about the Brewers starting rotation right now, but you can definitely scratch Corbin Burns off that list. So he had a series of wobbly starts. You know, but but he reminded us why he's the National League Cy Young, the reigning Cy Young. So he logged eight stellar innings to pace the Brewers to a win in their doubleheader opener. 14 strikeouts over eight innings, ladies and gentlemen. That was what Corbin Burns threw in a dominant performance, his most dominant performance of the year, quite frankly. In game one of Thursday's doubleheader, the Brewers end up winning 2-1 2-1 over the Giants. And this is a Brewers team that's trying to claw back into the National League postseason picture. So Corbin Burns' outing was definitely the perfect way to, to do that. And Milwaukee plays 20 of its 26 remaining games at home. So that's definitely going to help them with their playoff push, obviously. You know, it's, it's good to be at home, some home cooking. But you start things off with a dominant outing with 14 strikeouts like Corbin Burns just did. That is obviously what the doctor ordered. And he did it against a Giants team that is still pretty good. You know, they have some pretty dominant bats in that lineup still. But, you know, RBI double from Hunter Renfro, RBI double from Christian Yelich. That's all they needed. And those are the only two runs that uh, the Brewers would need. They would win this game 2-1. So his eight innings and 14 strikeouts were actually season highs for a Brewers starter. So nothing unexpected from the reigning National League Cy Young. If we stay in the National League, we stay in the Midwest, actually, we'll go to St. Louis. Adam Wainwright took the mound for the Cardinals. You know, we've seen this battery do it for so many years, Wainwright and Molina. So on a day when Molina and Wainwright tied the record for starts made by a battery, 324 starts, Yadi Molina hit his first home run in nearly four months and hit Another home run in the fourth inning. So he had two home runs on the day. But actually wasn't enough for the Cardinals. Wainwright didn't have his best stuff. And the Cardinals lost 11-6 to the Nationals in front of 40,000 fans at Bush Stadium. But, you know, Yachty drilled two homers. You know, he's he's retiring at the end of the year. He's in his final weeks of his career. And adding those two more home runs to his resume is obviously, is obviously a good feeling. You know, his last multi-home run game came at Philadelphia on April 17, 2021. And only two of his nine multi-homer games in his career have come in St. Louis. The last one he did at Bush Stadium was in 2017. So, you know, you have these guys who have been teammates for the past 18 seasons. You know, obviously, well, we don't know about Wainwright, but Molina is retiring at the end of the year. You know, they're going to be on Cooperstown ballots. They're going to be on Hall of Fame ballots, and whether or not they'll make it or not is is to be seen, but they're part of an era and will be Cardinals legends forever. These guys have played with one team for their entire career. It's pretty remarkable. Wainwright is 41, Molina is 40, and they've just been doing it together since they made their first start together on April 6, 2007. So good stuff. But with that being said, the Nationals did beat the Cardinals 11-6. to You know, this wasn't all about the Cardinals. They beat them in St. Louis. And we're still on Pujols' watch. You know, Pujols is, is closing in on that 700 mark. He 
has 695 home runs. You know, he was 0 for 5 on Thursday, but Pujols is swinging a very good bat this year. He has an 840 OPS. He's still five home runs away. We'll see if he can add to that total in the coming weekend. Moving on. So we're talking about playoff races. We're talking about the stretch run. These are the six, the six most compelling playoff races, according to Major League Baseball. Dot com, MLB.com. So number one is the AL Central race. Yes, 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 we know the Mets and Braves are, you know, a big story. We talked about that the other day. But the AL Central race is actually closer because right now you, you don't really know if the team that's in first place is even going to make the playoffs. I mean, if you look right now at the AL Central, you have the Twins, you have the White Sox. You have the Guardians. You know, the Guardians are actually hanging on for dear life in the AL Central. And you still have the Twins and White Sox surging behind them. It's very possible that any of these three teams fall out of the picture entirely. Because the way the AL wildcard is looking, none of these teams are going to get the wildcard. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's just central or bust. Central or bust. Win the division or you don't make it. And that's kind of what we see. So Cleveland has a one and a half game lead over Minnesota and Chicago. You know, both those teams have had the same. They're not tied for second. Minnesota's, you know, just barely ahead on head-to-head matchup. So it's Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago. But they have the same win percentage. Minnesota and Chicago have the same win percentage. But it's very possible that any of these three teams could fall out because the... Twins and White Sox are seven games out of the wild card. So wild card's out of the picture. So we have to watch that AL Central to see who wins because who, the teams that don't win will most likely just miss the playoffs altogether. But the Guardians and Twins are set to play each other eight times in the next 11 days. So it's about to get very interesting. Then, of course, we go to the National League East. You know, we know it's a tight race between the Mets and the Braves. You know, Braves have been surging. Mets have been, you know, just... Okay, as of right now, going into play on Friday, the Mets hold a half-game lead over the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, there's a big difference between winning the division and, and, and not, right? Because let's say you win the division. You get a bye. But if you don't, and you're second, you're going to have to win two games just to make it to the NLDS where you would get to play the Dodgers. I mean, this obviously assumes that the winner of the NL East can hold off the Cardinals for that number two seed. So getting that bye is very meaningful for the Mets because, you know, a large part of their postseason advantage is the fact they have DeGrom and Scherzer at the top of the rotation. You know, with a very compressed postseason schedule, they might not be able to start again in the NLDS after pitching in the wildcard series. So if you're the Mets, you really want to avoid a wildcard series so that, you have your guys rested for that NLDS, your top two horses. And, you know, if you win the division, they'll be fully rested and, and that, that's the way they'll do it. I think that would be really interesting, though. You know, the Dodgers are waiting two really strong teams. You know, we have seen the Dodgers upset in recent years. We saw them upset in 2019 when they lost to the Nationals. It's very possible that the Mets or the Braves could knock them off, but we'll see. You know, the Dodgers are a juggernaut. And they're not going to be difficult to topple, but it has happened before. It has definitely happened. We've seen it in recent years. Third most compelling playoff race is the National League wildcard. 
So thanks to the Nationals going 27-8 and since August 1st and opening up a 9.5 game lead in the NL Central, they're most likely going to win that division. But with one National League wildcard spot already spoken for by obviously whoever doesn't win the NL East between the Mets and the Braves, they're... You know, there are three teams gunning for two spots. The Phillies, Padres, and Brewers are gunning for two wildcard spots. And, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that every single one of these teams desperately needs to make the postseason. Obviously, the Brewers just made a huge trade, a huge trade for their star closer at the trade deadline. They, they also traded for, well, yeah, they, they traded away Josh Hader. The Padres traded for Juan Soto. The Phillies have one of the highest payrolls in the game and the second longest postseason drought in the sport. So imagine each of these teams missing the playoffs. There's going to be a story to write about each of these teams if they don't make it. So they're going for three teams, going for two spots. We'll see who makes it. The sixth most compelling playoff race is the AL wild card. You know, this one has lost a little bit of steam, but, you know, the Orioles still have a chance. You know, they did lose three out of four to the Blue Jays this week, but even if they don't climb their way back in it, it will be very compelling to see how the seeding shakes out, right? Because if there's any team that would most love to grab that top wildcard spot, which is the number four seed, it's the Mariners. Otherwise, they're going to have to play their whole wildcard series on the road. And, you know, it's that, that would mean it's possible that their fans will have waited 21 years to make the playoffs, but not actually get to watch them in Seattle if the Mariners don't make it out of the first round. Fifth most compelling race in the playoff is the number two overall seed seed which is not just like for each individual league AL or NL the number two overall record in baseball so the Dodgers are going to have the best record but who's going to have the number two because if you have the number one like the Dodgers are going to have home field advantage throughout but if for some reason the Dodgers don't make the World Series which very well could happen someone else is going to have home field advantage in the World Series and that's kind of a close race right now Astros, Mets, Braves are the are the top three team teams, and they're all close. They have a very close record, all within one game of each other. Of course, everybody would prefer home field advantage in the World Series. And if the Dodgers don't make it, one of these teams just may have it. And last but not least, the AL East race is compelling. Yes, the Yankees have an 89% chance to win the division according to Fangraph's playoff odds right now, but it's it's fun to include this just to freak them out a little bit. I mean, honestly, they host the Rays this weekend and that could flip. You know, if the Rays take care of business, that would make things a lot closer. But obviously, if the Yankees sweep the Rays, they would essentially clinch the division. So keep an eye on that Yankees-Rays series this weekend. So that is where we stand with things right now. That's going to do for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.